Hi, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. On today's show, we're talking with author Jin Phillips about the book Fierce Kingdom. This is a gripping novel. So here's the premise. In Jin Phillips' gripping new novel, Fierce Kingdom, a woman's routine trip to the zoo with her son becomes an electrifying race to safety driven by the primal power of motherhood. Fierce Kingdom has already garnered worldwide buzz with rights sold in 29 countries. The film option is sold to Margot Robbie's Lucky Chap Entertainment, and rave reviews from all four trade publications are coming in. This page-turner is poised to become the must-read literary thriller of the summer. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Jen Phillips. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good, Janine. Thanks for having me. Tell me, Jen, how did you come up with the premise for this novel? Well, I had known that I wanted to write something that dealt with motherhood, and I'd, I'd been playing with a couple of other ideas. And then I was at the zoo with my son one day, who was four at the time, and you have a lot of time to think at the zoo when you're staring at the otters for the 378th time. (laughs) So it's like excellent thinking time. Um, And I found myself thinking, what would we do if somebody came in with a gun right now? And I'm I'm sure there had been something in the news that sparked that, the kind of stories that are all too common now. But I sort of played through it. Okay, where would we go? What would be, there's a lot of, there are a lot of spaces in here actually. And, you know, how far could I carry him? And what started out just feeling like sort of a terrible daydream started to strike me as maybe the answer to um, to a book that dealt with motherhood, mm-hmm. only not in exactly the ways I'd been thinking of it. I liked the idea that, or I found it an interesting idea to sort of explore motherhood through uh, through a different lens than I thought, mm-hmm. through a really in a really intense situation, a life or death situation. Yes. And then it's even more focused because it's all within a certain set of geographic walls. You're all, it's all within the zoo. And it's even tighter because it's all within three hours. So that was sort of the beginning that I just thought that's... I love it. Uh, that, that I like what that might open up. I, I want to tell you, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And I'm a mm-hmm. mom. And we all go through these ups and downs, and I feel like having a creative outlet is the best, one of the best things you can do besides <laughs> taking care of yourself physically and mentally and everything. Did you find that writing this was, was really helpful as a mother, like it just gave you this outlet that just invigorated you? Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think it's always also nice to have a way to try to put things into words, mm-hmm. to try to, I was also, Joan has a moment in the book where she's thinking, about how uh, she's holding her son's hand and thinking how she knows this version of him will melt into something else. That six months from now, he won't be this kid. He'll be a different kid. You know, and I think as your kids grow up, you have that sense of um, you sort of lose them over and over again, and you get a different kid. But especially in those early years, it's never quite the same. And so I liked, as a writer, getting the chance partly to sort of capture what Thor was in a way that now I look back and can tell my child who's six now, you know, is is not that anymore. Right. So I, I did, I loved that process of sort of capturing that. And also just found it interesting, you know, I, I remember when I was pregnant saying to my husband, I hope I'll have 
I love the baby as much as I love the dog. Aww. It was like an actual, like an actual <laughs> source of concern of like, what if I don't feel that much? Mm-hmm. And yet, and they put the baby in your arms, and it was like, oh, forget it. Yeah. I, I don't know. You're right, and it's yeah. just sort of an immediate thing. And I, I liked that about this book that it. I think I did partly just want to try to sort of get the shape of that, of what that is, yes. and how that kind of love is different than than other kinds. So, you know, no, I think there was a lot about the writing of the book that was really, really satisfying as, as a mother to, to just write, to sort of to get it on paper, to play around with the ideas. I love the dynamic between man and animal throughout the story. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about that? That's really intriguing. Sure, sure. So, you know, the animals work on several different levels, I think, all of which I liked. Uh, there's obviously some real some some echoes there in terms of hunter and hunted and and being caged and trapped um, as this plays out with the Mizzou. Uh, there's a real primalness to what to what Joan feels for her son, and that, and I found that an interesting dynamic in the course of the book. Or you know, one thing about motherhood I think is that on one hand it's incredibly selfless that you sort of transition to where 24 hours a day what you want right. is not necessarily very important. <laughs> on the other hand, you know, your your happiness is just inevitably tied to your child's happiness. So for you to take care of them and to do all you can, it's also selfish on one level. And so there's this animal pull for Joan to protect her child, you know, and I think that's valid and it's strong and positive. And yet on the other hand, sort of rising above the animal, there is also a sense of, um, you know, what do I owe a stranger? What do I owe someone who I'm not connected to in any way that I can quantify. And when those come into opposition, sort of the animal instinct to protect your child versus wanting to help a stranger, you know, what do you owe to each one of them? What do you owe to your child and what do you owe to someone else's child? And that notion of what's animal instinct, what rises above it, is um, is something I found really interesting in writing the story. I'm going to share a quick little story because you talk about um, maternal instinct. And as I said, I'm a mom. I was um, in a hardware store and a mom ran in. Actually, it was a grandmother in hysterics. My grandbaby is a week old and locked in the car. And it was Ah. really hot out. So there was a bunch of men around. Nobody moved fast. Me, I was already in the parking lot sprinting. (laughs) Because as a mom, this is your instinct. And for another mom, you'll fight to help the other mom, too. Am I right? Right. Okay. No, I think that's exactly right. You know, and yeah. I think an interesting thing in the book, right, that we're, there's this connection between all of us. It is, and we'll do anything. I mean, motherhood brings out an instinct in us we never realized we had. Right. No, it's a powerful and sort of un, right, un, you, unmeasurable thing. I mean, you you don't know how you're going to feel till you, you are holding that baby in your arms. And I, I love the idea that you went to this to the zoo and you just came up with this idea you know, based on your experiences, and that happens sometimes. I mean, did you always imagine yourself a writer? You know, I've always written. I mean, like from earliest memories, I was always, you know, at five or six, was always uh, drawing little books or cartoons and terrible poems. Um, I, I certainly was in college before it occurred to me that writing was a job, that that was an actual option for how you might make a living. Mm-hmm. And long past that, before it seemed possible that fiction writing <laughs> you might actually make a living at. But right, no, I've always loved stories. And so I think, you know, for a long time before that seemed like a career goal, it was just what I did. 
What did people think when you told them, let's say your husband or your family, you know, I'm writing this book, you know, was there skepticism or did you just think it was an outlet since, you know, you were a mom and what was it like? Well, I mean, this is my fifth book. So my, my husband is, you know, is used to the notion that I'm going to be writing something. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, it's funny you asked that because yeah, he, he, I had come back from the zoo on the first day thinking, and, and said, you know, I had this idea and then probably like the neck and I kept thinking about it and maybe a week or two later, um, my husband came home and was like, what'd you work on today? And I said, well, actually, I just started something new. I'm working on that zoo book. And he said, wait, that was a real idea? That's <laughs> a real thing? <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think there was that sense of, you know, it, other books are literary fiction and, and that's, I've considered this to also be literary. Um, like I didn't think of the term thriller until editors mentioned it. But so, but yes, on the face of it, even, it's very different than what I've written before. And so I think there was certainly that response of you're writing a book that's going to have gunmen in it and mm -hmm. chases. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not what was expected, I think. Well, and I'm sure no one expected uh, now that the there's worldwide buzz and the rights are sold in 29 countries and there's a film option that was just sold. That's right. right. No, all that is, is true and surreal. <laughs> Amazing. So what is happening with the film? Did you, did you have the idea of putting, putting this into a film? Oh, no. I mean, I think they sort of reach out if they're interested, I guess, is how that works. Yeah. Um, and we're still pretty early in the process. I, I'm not, I'm not doing a screenplay or anything. I will sort of see things as they, happen I mm -hmm. think um but right now that was this is Margot Robbie's production company and they have a screenwriter in place now and so I think in another month or two we will maybe see an actual script Fantastic. um so no it's exciting although I will say a little disappointing because I have thought my entire writing career that all I ever wanted out of a book deal was that there would be a really good role for George Clooney no role <laughs> Not at all. So that's, that's, that's unfortunately how that's come together. Oh, that's funny. So he's not going to play your husband in the movie? You're going to be in the movie? And yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, this, you know, you don't really even see the husband much in the book. So it, oh. it seems, you know, I guess, I guess there's always hope. Yes. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I, I love how it really leaves people asking themselves, what would I do? Was that your intention? Sure. You know, I I thought early on that in, in some ways because the setup is that, is that life before the zoo, everything that happens before is told in very quick glimpses. So there's a, there are a lot of gaps that the reader can fill in for themselves about Joan's background and about her marriage. And, you know, I think that's there in the text, but there's also room for you to sort of imagine your zoo and your profession. Um, and, yeah, I like the idea that, you know, it invites it invites you to, to make the decisions along with her. You know, that said, I think it's really interesting that I, I found people to be, um, like a segment of people to be pretty judgmental of her choices, which mm -hmm. I think we are pretty judgmental of mothering in general. Yeah. Just, I sort of feel like, I, I don't feel like she is, you know, I think you can argue some of her choices. I think to be particularly critical of someone who's like in a life or death situation and making choices in a split second is, you know, yes. maybe a little overly critical in so, in some cases. Um, right. But but yeah, I think that's natural that that ever and, and yeah, it's always the fun part of reading any book or of falling into any book is that you 
well, just the great thing about reading that you get to step inside someone else's skin and live some other life. So the moments when that can happen the most, where you really feel like it's you there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's always, I think, what you're aiming for as a writer. I I was wondering your writing process. Do you know before you really start cranking all these chapters where you're going, or does it evolve as you're writing? For me, it evolves. Uh, yeah, that seems to be split between writers I know, whether you sort of outline in a detailed fashion or or just sort of wing it. And I'm somewhere in the middle. I I almost always know the how I want the book to end in broad strokes. Um, and usually I'll have an idea for a plot point or two. Mm-hmm. But uh, but a lot of the middle ground, I don't know what's going to happen. And, and to me, that is the fun part, is that right. the way I want it to work is I have a really good idea of character at the beginning. I know who my people are, and I sort of set them in motion. You know, and when it works best, uh, when it's really clicking on all cylinders, then you can feel like, they're make that they're self-sustaining and sort of making their own choices, but sure. that you put them in motion and see where they go from there. Uh, so yeah, I like to have some freedom for for some for some curve happening that I didn't see coming. I love it. Now you have an event coming up in Pasadena, is that right? I do. That's right. So I think I will be at Romans in Pasadena on August fourth at yes. seven p.m. So I would love to see people there. Perfect. And you want to mention your other books, The Well in the Mine um, and Come and In and Cover Me? Are there other ones? I know you said correct. you like five. I just, and then I have a couple of, the others are middle grade books, The mm-hmm. Hidden Summer and A Little Bit of Spectacular. Fantastic. And where can people find out more about you? They are welcome to go to my website, which is jenphillips.com. I am also on Facebook and on Twitter, so the, the whole shebang. The whole shebang. Jen, it's been great chatting with you. Congrats on your book. I love your inspiration. I'm going to have to keep my eyes open and my creative thoughts going when next time I go to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Janine. I right. really enjoyed it. Pleasure chatting with you. Thanks again. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.